0: I wish you guys nothing but best. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward.
1: Wish you nothing but best. It's your guest. You book the guest this time. You, you lead. You drive the car. Well, the ceiling for this opener is already
0: the roof, and we're there. We're at the roof, so I don't know where to go from there. It's Friday morning in Dallas, Texas. Yay, yeah, yay, yay. And we are coming to you live in Cold, the past.
2: chilly Dallas, Texas.
0: I would say less chilly than it was before. See, I was
2: in L.A. this week. It was, like, 75. Oh, look at me. I'm having a hard time adjusting.
1: Wow. L.A. guy.
2: I'm telling you. You see why people stay out there. It took you
0: three sentences to start bragging. (laughs) I see you with the green R on your sweater, too, man. You were really trying to dunk on us.
2: You're wearing a Mavs sweater. What's the difference? That's true. my
0: team. That's true. That voice. I'm wearing a Mitchell & Ness, so what y'all want? 1983 NBA All-Star. You're really showing your age, machine. Now he's showing his hipsterism. It was three years before I was born. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that voice, well, that voice was Mike Marshall. I'm Bobby Carella. The voice that you heard before talking about bragging, being in L- L.A., <laughs> working for the Ringer. He knows Bill Simmons. Cool. We're all we're all jealous of you. Is yeah, uh, that is not cool, honestly. <laughs> uh, we won't cut that out. Is uh, <laughs> very very liberal editing on yeah. this podcast. Don't worry. Uh, NBA voice, um, the guy you read on the Ringer.com. You follow him on Twitter, but he never tweets. Big draft guy, college basketball guy, NBA guy, too. Dallas' own, one of my very good friends and favorite people, Jonathan Charks.
2: Thanks. I just prefer Staff Writer. That usually gets, covers it. But thank you. For staff that. Writer. Thank you for the big sell. I like that. Well, Chark Attack.
0: Your responsibilities are, are becoming more modern, right? You're doing more podcasts. Are yeah, you, do, so we, are you we doing.
2: Have, we have launched one actually today The Corner Three. Oh, yeah? Me, Danny Chow, Kevin O'Connor. It's podcast. just
1: real efficient. It's like 25 minutes
2: actually it's very <laughs> meandering we just couldn't find a <laughs> it's name it's the like, corner three it's, it's hard to find a name for these podcasts we were talking about that there's yeah. so many podcasts very
0: now. difficult yeah but you have the you
1: have the draft podcast too right well we're gonna but
2: it's, that's it's just we're called gonna incorporate that into this because oh, like okay. it's year-round it, now it
0: was or just or, called like the draft,
1: draft class, pod. yeah the most difficult thing not just naming podcasts is like how to like brand them and how to couch them like oh these two podcasts actually they could be the same thing like y'all yeah doing. totally that's pretty difficult. All like, that's above my head. I just come in and drop it. Like we, so. we had eight more podcasts we wanted to do, and we're like, why don't we just make that segments on different podcasts or make it a Friday thing so where we a all get together. It's a line for sure. It's, it's, it's weird on, on how to uh, appropriate content and make it where well, people are like. That's good vocab. I yeah, like that. yeah. See, I, I sit in the marketing meetings. I yeah. listen. You just don't r- culturally
2: appropriate. That's the
1: circle key. back. Working in silos. All the buzzwords. Buzzwords. You know, I'd never heard the word
0: silos more until you started working here. <laughs> what did I do? Bobby's I
2: never been to Nebraska. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, never. You're in touch your roots. I don't know a lot about farming never or been in Omaha.
0: Uh, no, never been. I've no. never been in the state of Nebraska. That's one of the, I don't know, probably 12 or 15 states I haven't been to. I've gone there's to a, big, a wedding in Omaha. There's a big Mavs Omaha.
2: fan contingent there, so you should step Is there game. really? No. Oh, <laughs> no, my family's up. from Nebraska, so I go there all the time. Oh, okay. Okay, what part? uh over by it's called hastings or by lincoln never heard of it oh it. the
1: cd store the cd store y'all are too young to remember hastings no yeah that's before I i'm the same age as you but i don't oh, remember okay. the cd store business oh, oh. y'all are too city to know hastings then yeah. hastings is like best buy but um a little bit weirder where you could like get shirts like okay so like cd warehouse maybe that's hastings okay but okay. hastings is huge hastings is like on a giant like Strip Mall Center, one of the one of the spots is Hastings, and it is oh, yeah. humongous. I Mo- remember CD
2: Warehouse. You come in like yeah. get twenty bucks for your CDs, yes. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like that, but they have movie. You can rent movies. You can buy your shirts there if you just need to get like a wow. uh, Chemical Brothers shirt or something. And then uh, rent movies, buy movies, CDs. Sometimes they had instruments. Uh, so it was like Best Buy, but for uh, I guess three A schools. So it was like a Hot Topic. A little bit like Hot Topics okay. mixed with Best okay. Buy. Yeah.
2: Okay. Sounds like shout a place
1: we need to go to, man. Shout out Hastings. Yeah. I'll take you out to Hastings
0: and Denton. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm down for that. Uh, so, John has generously given us his time. He could be doing a lot of more important things at the Ringer. Apparently. Actually, no, I'm a cheer for Mavs practice. I literally,
2: I literally have to be here, so I might as well talk to you guys. Well,
0: he generously donated his time to, uh, to join us today on the Ceiling is the Roof. And uh, we are talking CDs, but also Mavs basketball. Uh, the Mavs played Wednesday night in Phoenix, losing 121-100 to 100 to uh, mostly Devin Booker, but yeah, also him, other players he on the Suns. Yeah, Booker was incredible him. in that fourth quarter uh scored, 16, or scored 19 points on six shots, which is pretty tough to do, but he, he found a way to do it.
2: Yeah, because you see the box score. You're like, oh, they must have been killed. But then you watch the game. It was just Booker took over like the last five yeah, minutes by it was, himself. It
0: was 102-97, and the Mavs had the ball. And uh, Wesley Matthews took a three and missed. The Suns got the rebound, came down, and scored. Uh, someone hit a three-pointer, I think Josh Jackson, to go up 105-97. But it, it was very close to being 102-100. to and the final score ended up being 121 to 100. So those last six and a half minutes were just Welcome outrageous. Welcome to three-point
2: NBA. It's a high-variance league now. Yeah,
1: you make five shots, and all of a sudden it's a blowout. Yeah. It was such a weird game from the Suns' standpoint. Whenever you watch T.J. Warren just burying three on him, you. man. He was confident, too. It was Like, impressive. I like T.J. Warren a lot. I think he's a hell of a player, but I did not peg him as a uh, pull-up-in-your-face type I think dude. that
2: must have been the new coach. he like, yeah. this, this is how we're doing it now. Yeah. You're going to have to get on board.
1: And then Josh Jackson, who... I don't think is a great shooter at this point in his career. I think went three of four from yeah. three. And then Isaiah Kanan or Kanan, I don't know what we settled on during the broadcast. I know Harp was fighting it, whatever the appropriate uh, pronunciation was. Uh, hits two threes in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean,
2: their team changed a lot because they were starting a guy at point in preseason, Shaq Harris, and they cut him. And they brought in, and they played in Kanan now. Like They've really changed everything like, in a couple days. Yeah, well, uh, I would
0: have thought that Booker would have been the starting point guard and that they would start Jackson.
1: But instead, they're starting... I think that's probably
2: what's going to code to eventually yep. is that. Yeah.
1: And then, obviously, Booker in the fourth quarter went blue steel on everybody. And uh, it, it didn't matter what the defense Actually, did. I got a
2: question for y'all. Like, I feel like that's what I want Luka to go toward, just in terms of I want him taking pull-up threes all the time.
0: He did that. I mean, in that yeah, game, he. I, took I want
2: him like be a consistent pull-up three-point shooter. You wanted to make them? Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah, because he took probably what four or five. Yeah, he of those took yeah. four, four pull-up or step-back threes in that game.
0: Yeah, and I think he. I don't think he made any of them, but uh, no, he didn't make a three. Yeah, yeah but five. a couple of them rimmed out. I mean, I think by the end of the game, a lot of his shots were just coming up short. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, and he started like stretching. I think he took one of those was like twenty-eight foot step-back, kind of fading back too, and that one was pretty short. Someone might have even blocked it, but yeah, I mean, I think that's your easiest way to get a shot off is to just pull up from 28 because nobody's going to guard you out there.
2: Yeah. And I, I just think the way the league is going now, you have to be a volume three point shooter. If you're any one of the best players in the league, that's got to be part of your game. Now
1: was Booker. I don't even remember Booker's rookie year because I don't know. I didn't think much. I won
2: like 10 games. It was, he's been on some bad teams. Yeah. I'm just
1: saying like in terms of, was he this like then,
2: he was always a shooter, but he's just added the rest of his game around that shot. Yeah. That was always his thing coming out of college, was he was a shooter. He only but shot
0: 34% from three that year, yeah. which is crazy. He's added the
2: dribbles, the passes. He's gotten bigger. He's still only 21. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: he's still a baby. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to make that parallel between Luka and Booker rookie year. You know, is it good to just have the green light? Because Booker obviously had the green light from day one yeah. uh, in Phoenix, but that's a little bit different roster to go out there and just, you know what? If you can see the rim... And you can get your elbow up, go go at it, have your shot. I don't know if Luca has that kind of green light quite yet, but he kind of—it felt like it did—with a lot of step backs, uh, a lot of shots that were just okay. If that goes in, it's a good shot, but the quality of that on
0: the whole is probably not very positive. Yeah, and the thing with the step back three two with Luca is that because he's six eight and he has a pretty high release point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's shooting it at least seven and a half feet off the ground. So you really got to jump out there and contest. And as soon as guys start actually doing that, that's whenever he can shot fake and drop foul. Yeah, out. that
2: really opens the rest of your game.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, a lot of the times he was taking ball screens and he just wasn't attacking. I think yeah. he only had, let's see, let me pull up my handy-dandy uh, cheat guide here. He had uh, 13 rim attacks, which is actually a lot more than I thought he did in that game. But um, that's a lot. But if guys are going to be backing off, then he's
1: got he's to gotta be willing yeah. to shoot that shot. For sure. Five or six of them were in transition, though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Booker, the thing he's so good at, that me and Bob, we were looking at this earlier, is just him using screens and getting yeah. you tied in knots defensively. I mean, Wesley did a really good job, I felt, on him, and there was nothing he could do. I mean, sometimes the best offense, I feel, is going to beat the best defense every single time. Yeah. And the quality of, looking at second spectrum numbers right after the game, so the quality of all the shots that Devin Booker took was 48.5%.
2: Is that bad? I don't know. Second spectrum. That's, yeah,
1: it's bad. that's
0: it, bad. 48.5% is like your expected, uh, effective, uh, yeah, ex- expected, expected effective, effective field goal. Okay, I got you. View, so 48.5% yeah. is not great, right? Yeah, well, that's, so that's below. I mean, if you're talking EFG, the average effective field 55? goal percentage is like 505 half. 51. Oh, Fifty one. Okay. 51 Yeah. Um,
2: so that's like the shots he's expected to make. Yes. Given his shot selection, given his skill, or given the average NBA player? Average still? NBA player. Okay, okay.
1: So if you put robots out there. And they shot from this point on the floor. Yeah. This is how many times they'd make it if you program them to be average NBA okay. players. Um, so, 48.5 effective field goal percentage for him. He hit those, uh, his shots, his 21 shots that he took at a 71.4 <laughs> effective field goal percentage. That is a plus 22.9.
2: And the other thing, too, was nice. It was the Mavs started trapping him, and that's where he mm. made the pass. And that's where you had TJ and Josh making shots, and that was really what won the game for him.
1: Yeah, and
0: that's – at that point, I mean, whenever Josh Jackson's hitting threes, he was – Last season, he was 50 of 217, I think, yeah. on three-pointers, <laughs> and TJ Warren was 20 for 90. So, I mean, you're giving – and I know the shots went in, but there was a lot of angst uh, on uh, among Mavs fans after that game, and a lot of it is just like, dude, if they're going to make those shots, it is yeah. what it is. They're going to be a know? pretty
2: good team. If those two guys can make threes, they'll be a pretty decent team. Yeah,
0: and they're not going to shoot 75% all year, but, like, if they shoot 75% in a game, you're going to lose. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because they hit six threes between the two of them. I would say and the other
2: thing that I noticed in this game was like not having Harrison Barnes. I thought like that just size on the perimeter. You could really see the difference because that Suns team's got a lot of big athletes on the perimeter, and the Mavs really are, didn't have as many guys.
1: Uh, yeah. Out there. When you take away your your best and most consistent two way guy off this roster, off any team really. I mean, outside of maybe like Golden State would probably be fine if you took KD off yeah. the court, and they were last year whenever they took KD off the court, and maybe Boston. Is the uh, is the example that kind of breaks the rule, but any team you take their best two way player off,
2: especially if he's a combo forward like Harrison. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, he and the other thing is he's so sound offensively. Where I feel like the first quarter they didn't really like trust what they were doing in set half court offense, um, but we're still making plays. Like Luke could bring the ball up, one simple screen from DeAndre beats his man off the dribble and dimes DeAndre up, and Dennis got to it after a little while after kind of feeling. Like he was a little lost the first four to five possessions, pulling up at the elbow. I was like, "If you're gonna pull up there, shoot that, or kick it back out, or why don't you, why didn't you get the ball deeper? Because then it makes the defense rotate." But uh, yeah, it was it was a weird weird start for them, I felt, and at least half court offense. But the playmaking made up for it, and I don't think you can rely on that every game <laughs> to just uh, let's generate twenty offensive points in the first quarter just from Luca. Just bringing the ball up real quick or Dennis bringing the ball up real quick. And but. that's
2: where uh, Aiden for his – there are some takes out there about Aiden right now. But for his great oh, yeah. the offense, they attacked him pretty easily on that pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Right? It was, yeah, it was buckets did. every time. Dwight so. Powell that's made Hey, man.
0: I think the, the area where they missed Barnes the most was in the fourth quarter whenever Bo- Booker started like glowing because he was mm-hmm. on fire. It's just, there's something about being able to just dump it into a guy and letting 14 seconds roll. Yeah, off the totally. Clock just and, and control, and it's a like shot. a football control yeah, the clock. Yeah, the you got to hand off a three bit. times. Yeah. And I know that what, you know Barnes is going to be facing up from 18 feet, so a, a good season is shooting 40% on those shots, but there's not a lot of variance there. Like, Barnes isn't going to go over for twelve on eighteen foot jumpers. He's going to make four or and five. And I think
2: of them. too, it like it released pressure off Dennis and Luca. Yeah, like they took some like low efficient shots in that fourth quarter, and then you have that option. It makes them more efficient players. And yeah, that's going to be big for the season's their efficiency. Yeah, because
0: I mean, it, when it feels like the wheels are coming off, you got a twenty year old and a nineteen year old that are making your mm-hmm. plays. Like they can start pressing a little bit. You know, yeah. they can start getting a little a little rattled. The crowd was going insane. It was very very loud in that building, even though it it that was probably 75% full, but, I mean, it was, it was booming whenever Booker I mean, started it's, hitting it's those nice shots. It's
2: nice to have a future senator, you know, to give the ball to, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
0: know, just, just milk the clock, just relax, mm. and, and get a good shot. And, and, I, and at this point, you know, Dennis and Luka can, can create their own shot, but I'm feeling better with Barnes posting up on either Anderson
1: or Booker or one of those
0: guys and just going at them and getting a shot.
1: And it changes your defensive – perspective on the entire game because then Luca's not on Ariza for thirty five opportunities. And Ariza actually played well. He for, did. He I mean, had it, a
2: couple nice play I didn't think he had them. He had a couple nice drives. Yeah. yeah he did.
1: And you he put did. I mean I don't think that happens against Barnes. I think Barnes is pretty strong and pretty Yeah. Well I mean Luca's
0: gonna be on the floor no matter what. I think Barnes minutes would come from Finney Smith who was probably the best defender. He on played the floor well. Of the he mass. played well. He played really, really well. That's a
2: plus for sure. Is getting him going. They need some more size in the perimeter.
0: Yeah, and he had a good preseason too. I mean, in and, and shooting, I, f- I don't know what he shot in that game. I guess I got to pull up those stats. I think stats, he, made a, couple, so yeah, he, he made, made a couple. And and threes, yeah, he made a couple threes yeah, he ran the floor pretty well. Two for five, well, two two five ten points
1: total. Hey, dude, you go two um, for five every game. That's the key
2: for just make enough threes to stay on the floor because he does so much else to the team. I think he can just yeah. be even on offense, great
1: rebounder, great defender. It's just yeah, can I can I play you for extended minutes? <laughs> and the key to that is knocking down open threes. Yeah, there was a stretch
0: where he covered Anderson on one possession, and Anderson was trying to back him down, and Finney Smith was like, no, nah, you're not doing Anderson this. Anderson didn't
2: do much in this game. He, yeah. he didn't have to do much. Yeah,
0: he didn't. He didn't um, and he forced Anderson into a tough shot. It might have even been an air ball or a block or like a shot clock violation. And then a couple trips down after that, he did the same thing to Booker. It's like, dude. In isolation, like you just can If you cannot go to Finney Smith in isolation, then that is going to be a big win for the Mavs. And I think too. A, a guy like backups. Booker, at
2: least if you put length on him, at least it makes a shot harder because like mm-hmm. Booker's taller than Wes, he can just shoot over him. But Finney can at least put some size on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The
0: tough part about in the fourth quarter, because they were they would start with Wes on him or with Finney Smith on him, and then Phoenix comes at a screen, either Aiton yeah. or one of their wing players, and it would force someone into a switch basically so the Mavs I think started anticipating that so they would put Dennis on him or they'd put somebody else on him but then whenever they if, if Booker's bringing the ball up the floor and he doesn't see Wes on him he's not going to call for a screen he's just gonna, right. he's just going to take that guy one-on-one and that's where mm-hmm. I think like you just got to tip your hat to him because you're gonna you're gonna live with giving him a 30-foot pull-up
2: and I mean, I think too with the Suns you're seeing a difference like who was a coach last year I don't even remember uh, yeah, they fired. Watson? Yeah, I think got fired. It was mm-hmm. Triano. It was it Jay Triano? It's like you can see already with Kokoshkov. I mean, who knows? But you could see in game one game coaching difference. They played so poorly last year. They mm-hmm. felt like a much better run team this year.
0: Yeah. One thing the Mavs did do that I really liked actually was uh, late shot clock, late quarter situations. A lot of the time in the past, they've just run like high fours. So they'll have Dirk come set a screen for JJ or Barnes come set a screen for Dennis in this game. They had either Dennis or JJ with the ball, and then they would have West come up to set a screen. So you're having a wing set a screen for a guard yeah. instead of a instead of a big guy, and uh, that just kind of creates some confusion, I guess. Because if they switch, then you're probably getting an open three for West. If they don't switch, then you're having a, a driving lane. And then they, how, got, they got some good possessions. How much did
2: Luca post in that game? I want to see some of that, too. I don't think when that he posted up once a at all. he not a small I want to see him post. Yeah, guys.
0: Phoenix is a tough team, man, because they have so many wings. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're all really big. big. Yeah, there were no <laughs>
1: size advantages yeah. anywhere. Yeah, Ariza was on him a lot. I noticed Wes posting quite a bit. Like West yeah. posted a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Booker did. would fall asleep. He kind of
0: scored, a, I think... Two or three times in the post. Yeah,
1: the one the one I remember from the first quarter is Booker's just for some reason five feet away from him, like on the block, and West is on the wing, and uh, Luca brings the ball up, and West just literally just steps right in front of Booker, seals him off from the basket, and they have to foul him, like immediately, like three seconds into that possession. Um, but West is pretty smart whenever he, especially with a guy like Booker who okay, it's obvious what his skill set is, and it's not on the defensive end of the court, and he kind of just, I don't know, he falls asleep for three yeah. seconds at a time. Wes, will, Wes watches. He, I swear he just like keeps his eyes on his defender like uh, 90% of the time on the offensive end waiting for the dude to kind of just lull himself to sleep and then post him up. And I think that's something that he can do right now that can kind of replace what Barnes does because Barnes can do the same thing. But um, do you want my overreaction of... Uh-oh. Game one across the league.
2: First off, there are no overreactions <laughs> okay. Every reaction is a good reaction. Yeah, it's it so great. Appropriate reaction.
1: Yeah. So we talk y'all were talking about switching defenses. Um, and whenever Booker would bring the ball up and he realized there was anybody but Wes on him, he would just kind of like do his thing. This happened a lot in the Pelicans-Rockets game, game one, where the Pelicans oh, scored, one. scored yeah, they, they 131. They um, and a lot of it was really simple stuff. It was like forcing a switch. Yeah, Randall on, and Davis. Yeah, Randall people. and Davis yeah. forcing a switch where like Ennis would have to guard Anthony Davis, and then whenever they came to trap or they throw a big, like people were smart enough, Drew Holiday or you know fill in your blank Pelicans. Yeah, he had a lot of open laughs.
2: I remember yes. that. Yeah, he did.
1: And Davis would pass out of it. I think we're getting to the point where if you don't have the roster or the capability to be a uh, plus switching team, I think offenses are good enough right now, and given they 've been doing it for a couple of years, coaches have a playbook now and have a you know a philosophy for it where they can take advantage of switching defenses yeah. if you aren 't three good
2: defenders across the board um, uh, I think too it's like for a while it was a post up league pick and roll now I think it's pick and roll into post up mm-hmm. that I think is maybe what you 're kind of talking about yeah,
1: there. yeah I watched the there was a cool cut up from um the score, which is, like, I think a Canadian side, but they had, like, a breakdown of AD's game, Anthony Davis's game, and how every single switch that they would make onto him, they had an answer for. And, yeah, he's one of the best top five players in the league, so it's kind of unique, but I think if you're not a team that can roll out three-plus defenders at a time... And
2: you saw with Houston, they don't have those guys anymore. Yeah, They're running that stuff with, like, Carmelo and Michael carter Williams. It's not working. Would have been nice to have
1: Ariza for them. Would have been nice to have uh, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. But... If you don't, if you aren't a plus defensive team on the switching end, I think teams, they've solved it. They've solved switching defenses at this point, I feel. And that's my overreaction of game one. Well, I
2: think it's more like you have to have good players still. Yeah. Like a scheme is not going to make up for you not having the players run mm-hmm. it. That's not going to work.
1: That happened
0: in the Mavs too. I mean, Aiton got a couple baskets because yeah, they switched a yeah. the guard onto him. Yeah. So Phoenix actually was running a lot of stuff. They were running like um, not really weave. I mean, they were running a lot of handoffs into – give it to Aiton at the free throw line or at the elbow and then have a couple of cutters move off. Yeah, him. I mean, and it's impossible a, a to jazz, switch those. He's
2: a jazz guy. Kakosh. That's right, camp. Story, yeah. Snyder. I mean,
0: you can't, you can't switch on quick stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And when, if you can't switch, but you're trying to,
1: then that's whenever you just get burned, you get mm-hmm. smoked. Yeah. And teams are, I think they're, we've gotten away from take the first easy shot you see into, they have some discipline to them and they'll work the switch. Like I saw Luca got posted on eight and late in the shot clock, and it was just a matter of okay, realize what you have on the switch real quick and find a way to get the ball there. And it works outward. Luca fouls Aiden, Aiden still makes the basket and it's a uh, and one. That's just really good coaching. Yeah. And yeah. the key
2: with that too is like having the shooting to make you isolate those mismatches. Like the Lakers game last night, like they just didn't have the shooting to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's that I think is like gonna be a big separator too, which is, I've already seen the last few years, but to get that stuff working, you've gotta have the shooting to make it work. And if you don't, you end up like Minnesota. Carl Town gets like five shots in a game.
1: Yeah.
0: That was bizarre. That box score. So yeah. Minnesota was playing San Antonio, I think, right before or maybe even during that Mavs game. And then you get out of the game and you see one 108 Okay, Towns must have – he played 22 minutes, got nine shots.
2: Fouled out. And then, like, Rose got, like, 12, 15 shots. Yeah. Butler got, like, Jimmy 30. Butler got
0: 23. He played 30 minutes. It was funny because before the game there were reports that Tibbs was going to play Butler in, like, shorter stretches. That, that was a shorter, stretch. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. a shorter stretch. Yeah. 31 minutes is a shorter stretch, huh? So, yeah. So, Minnesota <laughs> comes to town tomorrow. Um, this be an interesting game. Yeah, really they're they're game. actually playing tonight at home. It's oh. their home opener against Cleveland. Playing? Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, and, and Cleveland just played last night, right? Or did they play Wednesday? They played Wednesday? two nights ago. Okay. Um, so Minnesota's playing tonight. Opening the season with a nice three games and four nights for that team is pretty <laughs> tough. And I
2: think it will be nice, too, because there's going to be so much emotion in that game with the crowd and Butler. It's mm. going to be... Whatever happens tonight is going to be really carried over, I think, tomorrow. For yeah,
0: them. and just mileage, man. You open the season in Texas, you fly home to Minnesota, and then you got to come right back to Texas. Are they in
2: San Antonio? Yeah, that is yeah. weird. That's yeah. really weird. So
0: they're, they're, they'll be in town tomorrow night. What are some things, I don't know, from the first game? It's tough because Minnesota doesn't have someone like Booker necessarily. But they play what are some. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are some things from the first game? that you hope will be maybe fixed or cleaned up in the second game? What are some things that maybe the Mavs weren't able to do that hopefully you will, they will be able to do? One thing I'm
2: curious game? to see, I guess we'll hear about Barnes staying in practice, but he's not going to play tomorrow, right? Yeah, I Almost think the certainly.
0: goal for him, uh, I believe it was Rick Carlisle who said in Phoenix that they want him to have a full practice today if possible uh, in hopes of being able to play on Monday. So, that's, so if, that's Chicago. Uh, so I, if I don't you look think at Minnesota,
2: I think it'll be interesting to see because they, they start Towns, Taj, Butler, Wiggins. I'm assuming Lucas going to guard, Taj, Gibson, right? Probably, yeah. So that'll be a whole different kind of matchup for him. That's a big physical guy. It's an attack up down low. Can Luka box this guy out? That'll be interesting to watch that.
0: I think it'll be a little easier than Aiton, for sure. I mean, Luka just like looked completely overwhelmed against Aiton. Yeah. And to but be I'm fair, he, a lot of people will. He got switched on that. Yeah. But he'll mm-hmm. be
2: guarding Taj straight up
1: from the jump. And yeah, they, going they from Ariza up. to Taj is yeah. a completely different yeah. matchup. Yeah,
0: because Ariza was able to beat Luka off the dribble a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Taj is not really – they don't have him shooting threes or anything, right? I mean, he's, no. he's primarily in mean, you know, around the basket. Up, yeah. I think the big thing is can Luka box him out, yeah, limit them yeah. to one shot. That's going to be a big thing. But he seemed to do a pretty good job rebounding. I think he had eight rebounds in that in the Phoenix game.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah that, this this Wolves team is very big. I mean, mm-hmm. for much they, – they got Towns, Butler, Wiggins. Like, they're a big athletic team, so it'll be interesting matchup for Luka for sure.
0: How nice is it that they're not going to have to double-team Towns on the post at all because you got DeAndre to play him? Yeah. I think the, the challenge is going to be – Whenever Towns is stepping out to the three point line, is DeAndre gonna go out there and risk getting, you know, beaten off the bounce or is he gonna is he gonna live with those
1: twenty three footers?
2: I'm not sure Towns will get the shots though. I think Butler, Wiggins, Teague, But Rose, they've got this thing pretty well locked up right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh one one of the things besides just overall half court offense and just plays not working initial actions not working, screens that just weren't being they were just running through these sets as if like it was a suggestion to like set this screen. And a lot of it was Luka and Dennis um, and just wanting to get back to the ball Yeah. Uh, more than anything that I noticed. But uh, the thing, another thing that kind of concerned me that I'll look for in, against Minnesota is whenever that second unit comes in and DeAndre comes off the floor, I don't feel like we have a really good defensive plan of attack. <laughs> like, there's no one back there. DeAndre is so crucial to calling out plays yeah. and calling out... Uh, where everything's going and being kind of like a uh, air traffic controller goalie back there. That whenever he's off the court, I didn't really like what I saw. They slowed the game down a little bit and they made up some of the ground, like the second unit kind of always does. But I just didn't feel like there was much direction defensively.
2: I feel like the second unit they're tr- they're always trying to outscore people. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we should talk about talk about bit, but he had a great game. Maxi's
1: very key, man. I mean, he and Dorian Finney-Smith are. The two guys to me that can make this okay. Are you going to be like a 20th best defensive team? Yeah. Or are you going to be like 15? Are you going to be some kind of a, a game-changing defense? uh And finney Smith, full marks for the first game. Maxi, same thing. Um, let's just get get everybody else kind of tight, tighten everything just a yeah. touch.
0: I mean, I think that the the bench unit has always kind of been like the junk it up sort of defense. Mm-hmm. So they'll play some zone, matchup zone. They'll do some weird trapping stuff. They'll weird matchups where like you got dirt guarding a shooting guard Mm -hmm. um i think defensively they were actually really good last year their their d rating was like below 100 for all their bench
1: units it was crazy but um braille lets you elbow him in the face every once in a while yeah you know they force
0: turnovers i think losing devin was big because devin is kind of the big turnover guy he he's he's quick with his hands he gets a lot of steals and and uh you know if the best defense is not letting your opponent shoot um, but the one thing that is good about them is they score a lot, and it's a lot easier to play defense after you score. Absolutely, It's mm-hmm. so just a lot easier because then you can get set. Whenever, you know, whenever they're running plays where like, you know, it's a botched alley-oop or JJ drives a lane and can't finish, they usually get beat because it's tough to, whenever you're consistently getting shots at the rim, it's tough to defend after you miss a layup because you you got at least one or two guys behind the play. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to end possessions with a basket and really
1: never turn the ball over is, is really good. Uh, it's just a good way to set up the defense. I think we actually match up with Minnesota pretty well right now. Um, and I'd be willing to say, and I might eat these words after the game, but I don't think they're going to shoot 50% from three. I would
2: hope not. That they don't. Sh- they don't shoot many threes. They right. don't, only, their best shooter is a post player for them, as towns. Yeah. They don't really. It's a weird team. I do want to see. I think to me, what I want to watch also is like. I'm guessing Jimmy guards Luca, right? Jimmy Butler's probably gonna guard him. You they're put gonna,
0: Wiggins on West, Butler on. Luka. Yeah, they don't.
2: Wiggins don't defend. Like they're gonna try to punk Luca. It's gonna be yeah. old school, like '90s basketball, physical game. It's
1: gonna be interesting. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to see Jeff T kill us again. Neither, because I feel like I have nightmares of... Jeff Teague has big games against the sometimes. Jeff Teague history, even when he was yeah. in Atlanta, like, just... I mean,
2: he's a solid pick-and-roll guard. He's going to get his... He's good, he's, dude. He's a solid player.
1: Like, there's there's no... Uh, not a lot of columns and not a lot of uh, tweets get made about, like, the 16th best point guard in basketball. Yeah. But he's still really stinking good. Yeah, I have nightmares bl- about Jeff Teague with the Hawks I mean, that's like the guy 32. to me. Like,
2: I, wanna watch, I want Dennis to watch from and mm-hmm. to learn some of those tricks of the pick-and-roll. Teague, is, he's just a pro. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Towns is... As amazing as he is on offense, and probably the best offensive center in the league, maybe I don't know. I'm not I really into rankings. He's incredible. Yeah, he's up there. With he's amazing. I mean, he's like 50, 40, 90 on yeah. the verge. Um, defensively, the Wolves have not always had the, you the best. Go the best him, def- yeah, the you just got to go at Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so as Aiden. that's where it's going to be. If you're Dennis, if you're Luca, if DeAndre sets a screen, go hard and look for the role man. I mean, the weird thing about you, like you, the, you, I'm
2: thinking about these matchups, so. They're probably going to want to put Taj on DeAndre for pick and roll defense. That leaves Jimmy on Luca. Is Kat going to guard Finney Smith? It's a wee- to be that's weird tough, matchups, man. man. I that's don't know really what's going to happen. They have to hide him because they're, they're <laughs> playing too big. It's going to be really interesting to see how this this plays out.
0: Yeah. Well, so I guess it depends. You know, do they switch a lot? What do they do? Do they go no, underneath they, they, screens? Tibbs likes to drop the big, sag them off. push them to off the sideline. Oh yeah, you're icing right? School. Yeah, he loves that. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, if you're switching, you don't want town switching. Yeah, they're, to not, Dennis, they're not. They're not going to be switching. You know, or Taj. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, the best way to beat the ice is to to pop your screener, right? So I mean, do you have Lucaset screens for Dennis? I would love to. see I mean, see if that. you're treating this as a playoff game, you're going to do that. But I think just generally, you got yeah, to get, yeah, get You got to get used to coming off DeAndre's DeAndre screens. What? Yeah, you know? I think I think you're right about that. Yeah, you got to get some good timing with those guys and everything. And and DeAndre was able to roll pretty well. He had 11 points in the first quarter. He was he was yeah. he started off hot. I, mean, I will
2: say, fourth quarter, maybe you do. You want to get a W in your home opener? So yeah. fourth quarter, you might see more matchup-specific stuff happening. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, in the fourth quarter in Phoenix, it was the bench unit for like the first seven minutes. Mm-hmm. This is the Jalen Brunson show and Dwight Powell. I mean, Dwight Powell is your leading scorer in that game. He he
1: had a good game. He had yeah. a really good game. with sixteen and five off yeah. the bench.
0: Yeah, and you know that Towns is going to play probably forty minutes unless he's in foul trouble. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Powell is Powell is the kind of guy who even if you're a plus post defender, he's still going to get a bunch of and a I think bunch too with
2: Powell like sometimes when I think about Roman I'm like oh Roman rolling the rim catch a dunk it's easy but Powell he does so many nice like wonderful plays where he finds cracks he's hard man that role he's incredible he's
0: gotten so much better at finishing yeah. too I remember in, in uh, 2014 whenever they made that trade like right at the I think his first game he had like six points or something and uh, I remember I was texting you we were like we were super hype on the Dwight Powell yeah. uh, so, so I feel vindicated for uh supporting i remember that because it was like this then.
2: trade's gonna be dwight powell for jay crowder that's what you're talking mm-hmm. about that's <laughs> yeah. what ended up being. but mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah man i mean he showed flashes back then but yeah he's become so so good and i'm, I'm trying to think of like because he's 27 and uh, or 28 now i don't know i don't know how old he's he is. he was a four-year college yeah, player yeah, this is year. yeah so uh for him to kind of have like the breakout season at age 26 is pretty rare right i mean before that he was just kind of like your, your marginal backup big man and Last year, he was the most efficient role man in the NBA. I well, mean, I th- what, I what are some that, other examples of, of guys doing that? To me,
2: that just speaks to Carlisle. And his, his like, I think that people think, oh, this guy's a great coach. Part of it, maybe the biggest thing is like, I'm gonna find roles for my players that's gonna make them the best version of themselves. And that's where Carlisle really excels. You look at like Brandon Wright. He kind of like fell out of the league after he left Dallas because guys are trying to do too much with them. They couldn't fit him in the role that makes sense for his game. And Rick mm-hmm. is great at that. He just finds he finds a perfect role for a guy, and he makes it work for him.
1: Yeah, and I think there's usually with guys like that, and you know, Maxie's probably the next one as the next example. And Finney Smith might be the one after that. Um, he has a long-term plan for these guys. Yeah. Um, like Dwight Powell, and it was kind of curious whenever he got the contract. He did like the fan base didn't quite understand it, but Rick understood it. He knew okay if everything works out, you know, seventy-five percentile of you know, most outcomes that I want from this guy, then that contract's going to be, you know, a bargain year three, whenever he's the most efficient pick and roll big um, off the bench in the league. And so I want to see what's like Powell interests me. Number one, just I think we know what he is. I don't yeah. think you can change a ton of what's, what's in Dwight Powell's basketball team. Yeah, the DNA. only thing is
0: if he can shoot the three,
1: but shoot I mean, the three he's consistently. not even taking, he doesn't take a lot he of his weight. Anyway, you know? I mean, does he, have to. does
2: he switch? How much does he switch on screens?
0: Dwight? Uh, not as much as Maxi. Like, with Maxi, you're okay with Maxi guarding yeah. wings and guards because mm-hmm. he, he's quick enough to stay in front of them. Um, the one thing that they do with Dwight every now and then that I like is they'll sometimes have him, like, blitz the screen yeah, and I trap. Yeah, I remember that. They've a few games with him doing that. Yeah, I, yeah, that. I like that a lot. So he's just kind of as more of, like, an activity guy. But yeah. yeah, switching, I mean, but you're not switching a lot against backup guys anyway. He's Usually trapped. second units have, like, one guy that they go to, and otherwise you just kind of mm-hmm. play straight up. But
1: Although, in the Mavs case, you play zone. But do- Dodo and Maxi are the next Dwight Powell guys to me. And I'm not trying to run Dwight Powell t- out of town. I'm just saying, what's the long-term plan? Okay, you've had two years with Maxi now. You've had, what, two-plus years with But the with thing with, like, Finney I mean, Smith. I feel like
2: with D-, D, I guess Dodo, is that what we're calling Yeah, Dodo. Yeah. Okay, sure. I like, think I, thing, I like to call him Finney. Yeah. But. Okay, the thing with Dodo is, like, you can kind of see, okay, 3 and D, 6, 8. But Maxi, like, I'll, I'll see stuff. I'll, I don't know really he could do that. Like, mm-hmm. his stuff, like, he'll surprise you something when he can plot of his. How old is he? Uh, he's
0: 27, 20, 28. Yeah, t- I think twenty. He was twenty-six last year, so yeah, I don't I mean, know if he's, he's turned twenty-seven. Six, eleven. Yet, he, but, mm-hmm. he was
2: shooting. How many threes did he shoot last year? He shot some. He shot him confidently last night. Yeah,
1: he did. Second half of the year, he was way better. I think he was above thirty-five percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, was kind of up and down. They shot. They. I mean, they have talked a lot about him he was making two his, for two last
2: night. Yeah, yeah. He, and those looked good too. They were yeah. like real confident and just chucked it. Yeah. They've
1: they've talked a lot about changing his shot from a line drive to something that more resembles like a normal three point shot. But that dude, I mean, even just watching from last year to this year, his body looks different. Yeah, he looks quicker. He looks stronger.
2: Okay, so is, doing is, all it, the is it Kleba? Things. I would even call him Kleba. It's Kleba. Kleba, okay. Kleba. Yeah,
0: yeah his uh, his last thirteen games last year, he shot above forty percent from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it was kind of it was kind of you know, but he's he's putting more arc in his shot, and that's going to be something that he's got to have to do if he's playing with Powell because Max is yeah, a f- good roll man, but you're not rolling if Powell's on the floor. For sure. Or if DeAndre is. I mean, if you're, you're definitely going to be the second best roller, like, always. And mm-hmm.
2: I think that's what's, I mean, like, not nice, but, like, with Dirk out, the, okay, now I'm going to give a chance for Maxie to show what he can do. Because, obviously, Maxie right now is in the Dirk spot in the rotation. Yep. So mm-hmm. we'll see what he can do with
1: it. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to mimic exactly what 41 can do, but... They're definitely not going to respect them the way they do. Yeah. Either. Let's give it a go for two weeks. Why don't you try it? That's the fun thing with the
2: NBA season sometimes. There's, it's long, a lot of game. It's like finding those smaller things in the season. Okay, mm-hmm. this is Maxie's time. look who's gonna into this role in the next couple yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah, and at the end of this season, Finney-Smith, free agent, Maxie, free agent. Are they restricted? Yeah, they're, they're both restricted. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. then, yeah, they're on rookie deals. So, But that's going to be like – I feel like – I mean, I don't know anything about free agency, but I know there's going to be a lot of money. I feel like there's going to be a Woj tweet with – with the, the contract that Maxi signs and people are going to be like the Conor McGregor gif, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I. but I feel like uh, he was kind of a secret last year. I don't know that he will be by the end of this season. It just
2: depends how many games the Mavs win, man. If you're a na- national, people don't watch teams that don't win a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the
1: reality. He's going to get a... Uh cristiano felicio contracts like let's well, not hope that turns out like that three three for 18 then. three for 20 Cristiano got like 32 or something oh did he 24 yeah 324
2: really? okay three yeah. for 24 okay um yeah was, no 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 he got 432 there's did he really yeah there's gonna be a lot of money it, it's gonna be like you know
0: july 1 at 12.00 and uh Timothy Mozgov signed a six. Well, because there's million. a lot of teams
2: clearing out two max contracts, but the Clippers, the Nets aren't getting two max contract guys probably. So yeah. Someone's looking well, the there's
1: button, only so many max contracts yeah, to for go sure. around. Someone will try and uh, Al Farouk Amino us. Yeah. Twelve oh one, just come in oh be man, like, Oh, man, that was a brutal Three for one. 30. Yeah. Man,
2: he's great for them. Done. really good. be nice to have
1: I mean, starting power forward every yeah. single night. On a playoff team. Yeah. Him really and Jay Crowder, good.
0: same summer, I think, right? Both those guys? Or was, that, or was Crowder the year before? I think Crowder's year before,
1: I think.
2: I think the Celtics is re-upped him if they traded him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They extended him. Yeah, that's two good wings, man. But, yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, if you fast forward and say, like, opening night next year, the Mavs still have Dennis, Luka, they still have Dorian, Maxi, whatever happens with guys like JJ, Dirk, Devin Harris, guys that are in the last year of their contracts who are kind of older, like, all of a sudden you have – mm-hmm. I mean, this, mm-hmm. is, Even this is a transition year for sure. Yeah, look mean, very different next season. Yeah, Maxi mm-hmm. might not be a starting player. Dorian might not be a starting player, but every team needs eight good players, mm-hmm. you know. So uh the fact that they obviously you hope that Dennis and Luca work out better than those guys, but if you go through a two, three year rebuild and you have two pretty good young prospects and then a bunch of good role players and, and i mean the nice and two maxi
2: and dorian under at the free agents if you can get players in that udfa range that's always mm-hmm. huge
1: yeah yeah there's been a I, i'm probably the worst at this over the last 36 hours of just nitpicking things because we only have one game to look at yep. you know there's not evidence of anything else at this point freak out friday man let's yeah go. For, yeah and <laughs> yesterday when i started rewatching the game i was like uh, i don't like any of this right now for long stretches of the game but if you think about it in context And you think that, okay, the two best, like, release valve isolation players offensively in Harrison Barnes and Dirk Nowitzki were not on the team at that moment and didn't didn't participate in that game. Uh, Phoenix is not going to shoot plus 50% from three every single game. You're not going to shoot 18% in the first half. And it's just a really weird game happened in front of them that I don't think they were prepared for. And I don't think that initial offense is going to look as disjointed as it did in the first quarter. Where Dennis gets around a screen and he stops his dribble at the elbow. And I'm like, did you expect something else to happen? Like, what happened on this play here? And just in general, I saw Rick um, talking to Luca after – I can't remember which possession it was. It was, it was a pick and roll. It w- what turned into a DeAndre-Dennis pick and roll. But Luca had set up, uh, set up the initial action by getting Dennis the ball. And then he just kind of went and stood over there in the wing. And he keeps looking at Wes – as if I'm supposed to do the step two of this play, but I can't remember what it is. And he doesn't go and screen West's guy. And then there's like three defenders in the paint as they're trying to run a pick and roll straight into it. And right after that, Rick p- p- pulls Luca over and he goes and he gives like the sign for like, set that screen. I Remember when you pass? Oh, set nice that screen. nice catch there. Yeah, he, he says something like uh, I see him mouth the word pass and then he does the elbow thing to show him setting a screen. And uh, I think Luka just didn't complete the play. I think he was saying pass and then elbow your defender <laughs> in the <laughs> chest. And then elbow him straight in the head. He was <laughs> just doing dance moves. Yeah. He's like. Oh, he's doing up. the Macarena. Or yeah. Something. I um, mean, I'd
2: love to see. I mean, I think at some point we'll see it. The Dennis Luca pick and roll. That didn't yeah. happen right yeah. on Thursday. No, 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 I didn't
0: see one. Well, they started doing uh, Dennis Harrison pick and rolls last year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's going to be even cooler is whenever Luca's got the ball and Dennis sets screens for oh, him. Oh, here we go. That's mm-hmm. going to be Now we're the, talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. That's your, that's your galaxy. The,
2: then you hunt mismatch with Luca. Yeah. The point guard defender. Yeah,
0: if you got if you're defending Luca with a power forward, and all of a sudden
1: Dennis you know swing it back over to him and he's got yeah, ISO. but the the larger point I was building towards is the offense was way more gummed up than I think it will be going forward. Um, I think Luca will know what the second and third action is and just do it automatically pretty soon. Um, there won't be three defenders in the paint waiting for a Dennis and DeAndre pick and roll. I think they just came off that screen and was shocked. He was like, "Why' is your man right here?" Like, they're supposed to be engaged because you're setting a screen on Wes's man and they're switching. And now I'm dribbling into the elbow and, oh, my God, there's three guys. And I just don't think that's going to happen nearly as much as it did game one. So, as as optimistic as I can be after a 21-point loss, I think I am right now. Company um, man, I love it.
2: I love <laughs> it. Earn that paycheck. Yeah. You. The and thing is, though, I
0: mean, it was a five-point game but, like, five minutes left. So, yeah, it was a 21-point loss. But I, I – See, this, guys, is, this is, is why where, these guys are pros. Yeah, this, this is why no, they make no, the big No, no, this is where bucks. you're trying too hard. But I mean, they give up 37 points in the first quarter. If they just don't do that, it's a different <laughs> game. You just know what I mean? Don't do that one Yeah, day. well, it's a first quarter league, so I, I think just they started off with a little bit of jitters. It's Lucas' first NBA game. He had to be nervous. Whether or not he'll tell you, he's definitely nervous. Dude, he was
1: running around like he broke into the Halloween candy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. like ah! <laughs> you're on the road. <laughs> yeah. The place is going nuts. Devin Booker, who's their best player, was out. He's coming back. The place is wild to see him. He starts off hot. They make a few threes. All of a sudden, you're down 10. And the rest of the game, you're just like, ah, Luka got in foul trouble early. You know, I, I maybe Phoenix wasn't defending the way that Dennis thought they would. Or I don't know. I mean, it just, it was first. it was the first game of the season. It's well, just really hard to kind of react too much to that. First game of the season on the road. Against a hot team. See, this
2: is like this. Is why these guys are company? We we overreact a lot. We're in the media. I'm in the media. Yeah. Trust me, I'm overreacting like crazy. Yeah. I'm saying some of my bigger it, is Phoenix
0: here. going to the finals?
2: Well, I mean, Booker I think playoffs BD. would be overreaction for them, yeah. not the finals. Yeah. But that's probably not gonna happen either.
1: I was I was a little curious as to how DeAndre got 11 points in the first quarter, and then we just couldn't find a way to get him the ball anymore. I was like, yeah. that was the one thing where I don't have a a mental fix in my mind for. I have this issue where I'm like, okay, the only thing that was working in the first quarter is early offense, DeAndre
2: setting a pick and diving to the basket. Well, I mean, the thing about DeAndre is he's just... It all comes from other people. He's never going to get guys and get his own shots. So, like, he's kind of like the end result of the play, right? It's kind of like the symptom of what's the underlying cause because DeAndre's offense is going to come for the flow of the offense. It's not going to come out of, obviously, much like ISOs. Yeah,
0: who's coming off the screen and what are they doing? And, I mean, he... He missed a putback dunk, which is very he did. unusual. I, I did and see that. Yeah, yeah, there I were a couple that. other plays where he just kind of missed. So I mean, I don't, he missed I don't.
1: Twice in the restricted area in the first quarter. Yeah, the I would say that hooker toasted. He, he
0: probably won't miss another dunk this year. I mean, he might miss one Hope more, not. but I mean, you usually miss one or two of those per season. Mm. Um, and in the second half, especially in the third quarter, it was a lot of Luca handling on the ball screens. And whenever he was coming off, he wasn't necessarily looking to attack right away. Mm-hmm. It was more of like slow down. And I think if you're trying to find the role man, your best bet is to go off the screen hard That's and true. then look yeah. for him. And uh, it was a lot of Dennis in the first quarter. It was a lot of Luca in the third quarter. So it's just kind of a yeah, it different. it seemed
2: like there was a, couple, a lot of plays where like somehow DeAndre got the ball at the elbow. It's like that can't have been the result. Right.
0: Yeah. Didn't, well, didn't I really mean, draw it up that way. It's, it, I think it, if you give it at the, at the elbow is tough because then you're running a screen so close to the basket there's not a lot of space but
1: yeah you don't turn it into a foot race which is like half the goal of pick and roll right?
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and if he's handling at the top of the arc which he did a lot in the preseason I think is ultimately what he's going to be doing then that's where you get your handoffs and you know your 25 feet DeAndre? to beat. yeah mm-hmm.
2: did he do that in the Suns scam? did he do much of that like high uh, stuff in the first quarter he first did a
0: little bit yeah you know, but I uh, I think later in the game they just kept moving closer and closer to the basket, yeah. and it's mm. just. It was I remember UR he had a couple of nice court. passes in preseason. Like, he yeah, he
2: throws yeah. Us a couple balls to the traffic. yeah.
0: Yeah, he did. And whenever you're working up there, that's where you can send you know Dennis curls and and takes the ball and you know just starts downhill, and that's where you get your dunks. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's just a matter of like just easing into it. But I mean, the third quarter was it was pretty ragged. There was a lot of fast breaks on both teams, and you know it was just kind of a. The whole game was just really unusual. It was it was yeah. not a it wasn't the kind of the tight basketball that we're expecting to see. But whenever you have your two kind of fulcrums, your fulcrum in the starting lineup, your fulcrum in the second unit, obviously you're gonna it's well, gonna be a little loose. I mean, Barnes is kind of like the glue. And yeah. He didn't
2: miss many games, right? He's a pretty reliable player. Barnes? Right? Yeah, he pretty pretty. Yeah, straight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sat miss, him a couple
1: games last year, but yeah, he's not a big injury guy yeah. ever. So. Yeah, and then DeAndre didn't play two of your preseason games, yeah. and obviously their talents match up and they play well together. And I'm talking about Dennis and DeAndre and Luca and DeAndre. It's just automatic. You do this. I need this from you. Like, it's just pretty simple. Whenever he sets the screen and he rolls a natural two-on-two defense without any help from a guy tagging or anything like that, there's not that many units that can stop that. So you saw that a lot, and it was effective. But still, it was a little disjointed in the half court because I think DeAndre missed two of the preseason games. Barnes isn't there. Dirk isn't there. So it's just – and we, we, we worried about this going into the game. I was like, Phoenix is going to give them a fight. It's, especially if Booker plays, this is not going to be, you know, your normal uh, borderline playoff team playing against the Suns. It's not going to be that um, because of just how – disjointed this preseason has been for the Mavs and only having
2: four games traveling overseas yeah the China thing is big I remember I, f- yeah. I remember someone telling me last year the China team kind of started slow at the start mm-hmm. of the next season yeah what
0: happened that's to Philly I mean Philly against Boston obviously yeah. Boston's a really good team but I mean I think we're kind of almost overthinking it Luca and uh, Dennis combined to go 11 of 35 one of nine from three they had only two free throws between them I mean that's like if you're gonna be taking 35 shots you got to make more than 11 Yep. Yeah. you have to find a way. If you're I mean, going to take nine me, threes, you going to make more thing than for this one. The
2: whole season is their efficiency. Yeah, like, that's going to determine everything. Is how efficient could those two guys be? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and whenever you go 11 of 35, you're not getting a lot of offensive rebounds. So that's 24 defensive rebounds, 20 defensive rebounds, kicking out, going in transition, and making something happen. I mean, that's that is a lot too. And you have two, def- Dennis and Luca, two guys who are 20 years old. They're not going to be the best defenders in the world. So if you're missing shots, you're going to be giving up a lot of points the other
1: way. And looking at their um, qualitative shot selection, like so, we talked about Booker earlier. He outperformed his shot selection by 23 yeah. uh, percentage on um, effective field goal percentage. Dennis underper- underperformed his shot selection by 24 percent. Luca underperformed his shot selection by 25. percent So that means they're missing easy shots. Mm. Booker is hitting hard shots. That's yep. that's yeah, That's so tough. Yeah, no, to it's win. tough. I mean, that's. And you I know. guess
2: also. I mean, let's let's be honest. Booker's what year four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, these guys are year one, year two. Like, yeah. there's a reason Booker's making what thirty million dollars this year. Yeah, you know, you're in year four of the league. There's part part of it too. Yeah, yep.
1: I hope they look like that in year four. Yeah, yeah. but and hey, I mean, Booker's first year, mm-hmm. not that good. Yeah, he, was, he might have looked like that. Yeah, you know, and everybody and the hype is, like, to a level where um, you want them to be, like, borderline all-star players at this point, but we're just not good with patience. Like, normal point guards make the all-star team at, what, like, age 25? Yeah, are yep.
2: four or five. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's a lot like with Lonzo last year. I always call it, like, the national media, but like, the eye of Sauron. <laughs> like the eye of Sauron's like going to focus on a team for, like, two weeks. hmm and then everyone's this big deal. Then it's like, okay, we lost interest in this. We'll go somewhere else. And Luca right now, I mean, it's a big story. He's a big rookie. You know, it's going to be all the attention.
0: Well, and hey, if he averages 10, 8, and 4, that's a pretty good season. But yeah. you, look at, you look at top picks, especially top European picks, their career debuts, not that good. Yeah. I mean, just usually rookies, their first game, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, second season. He missed a bunch of games last year. I mean, not a bunch, but he played I think 69 games. So he's still kind of like in his rookie phase of first hundred games of your career. I mean, whatever. But if they go out tomorrow night against Minnesota and they combine
2: for 40 points, then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, back to normal." Well, you I know, think right? uh, like, really, no matter Minnesota, we got to get well game on Monday, Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the game. Like those dudes don't play any defense. That'll be that'll be <laughs> the one. If you want to have a good time, watch them. that that Monday game will be fun. Yeah.
1: Who, is, who did Chicago play last night? I watched the second half of that game. Uh, they, were up, they were down by like Philly, 20. Philly, yeah, they were down Philly by 20 to Philly. That was the game yeah. before the Lakers game that I was watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah Philly uh, dropped 127 on them, I think.
2: Chicago's so weird. <laughs> it's such a weird team. It's a weird team. They've already benched Jabari. Yeah. I mean, Laurie got hurt, and they still benched Jabari. Yeah, you know. oh, He's, he's coming there. off the bench for them? Yeah.
0: So their starting lineup, Chicago's, was... Uh, well, Cam- Dunn was
2: out. That's where they were really screwed. Who's that? Dunn was out last night. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, campaign instead of Dunn, but Dunn would probably be back. Uh, they're starting Zach Levine and Justin Holiday with Portis and Wendell Carter Jr.
2: Oh, also, a fun storyline contract here, Bobby Portis. He had one of the highest field goal rates in the league last season. That ain't <laughs> slowing down, baby. Bobby he, had 20,
0: he had 20 and 11, man. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's gonna get his shots up. I can yeah. get promise
0: that money, you that. Money, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get I, that money. I'm trying. I'm trying. We <laughs> yeah, had Jabari off the bench. Antonio Blakeney, who can shoot too he will get his He'll shots, get his up shots for sure. up, yeah. yeah between them and Levine and Parker I mean they got a lot of guys that are shot
2: hunting out there they're a lot of guys so that it could be a high score. it'll, be, a high it'll be it'll be they, a were, fun they
1: were down so much that Philadelphia basically turned the entire fourth quarter into oh
2: the false thing let's see
1: if we can get Markel Fultz some confidence yeah. and yeah he made one three so everyone's gonna meme it and uh Oh, Markel Fultz first made three of his career. Yeah, he missed six other ones. (laughs) I will
2: say say there's a lot of Philly fans at the Ringer, and they are fully freaking out about Fultz. (laughs) Dude. They're in complete panic now. They were begging
1: for him to, like, take over that game or just score more than four points in the fourth quarter or just do anything. And I think he scored. He had, like, one layup. And that made three in the fourth quarter. They were begging for it to be the full shows so I they mean, could it's just crazy. Now I remember it. He we, do it. we went and watched Markel. Yeah, though.
2: yeah. And he was so confident shooting threes that remember, I remember. I remember this guy is a pro. He's just stroking off the dribble. And I don't know what happened
1: there. I, he got bit by a spider, like in Reverse Spider-Man yeah, or something, or something man. like that, because. That Freaky dude, Friday thing is what it was.
2: Yeah. Some out there's like an eight year old kid just stroking threes right now.
1: Just destroying it. Like <laughs> RJ Barrett stole his his ability or something. Um no, it's it was weird. Cause I'm cause I want, you know, I want every player to like be as good as they're supposed to be as their draft position because then it kind of lines up and although across the league you can make sense of it. But dude, they were begging for Markel Fultz to take over that game and just do it. Anything, but
2: yeah. it was still
0: only like his thirtieth career game or something. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know? it's, it's, uh, I mean you by the end of the year, it'll be different, I
2: think. You know, Ricky and Keel figured it out kind of. So. <laughs> yeah, well, well he changed from pitcher to yeah. center fielder, right? Yeah. He had a pretty good career. Lead the yeah.
1: minors in home runs that one year. Yeah, he's
2: actually making comeback to pitch. Uh, is he really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, I guess you need a bunch of flamethrowers in the bullpen yeah. these days. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got any? Well, oh, okay. So I, I did want to ask you this. Um, I, I don't know if you want to veer away from Mavs talk, but my question is not necessarily Mavs related. Uh, a lot of the stuff you do is draft content yeah. for the ringer. Um, the Mavs, obviously, have traded their pick. It's top five protected, so the odds of keeping it are pretty low no matter well, what changed, the record is. Well, yeah. it's
2: changed, Now, if you're in the lottery, it's all... I don't know the exact numbers, but it's way more even than it used to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, even if they... they could go f- whatever 41 and 41 and be the nine seed and they still might get in the top five just because the odds are i think so now it's now.
2: the f- i think there's four i think the worst team is one guaranteed the number five spot so the first four picks now i believe are open
0: okay f- okay don't hold yeah, me and right i though. think if you're like the eighth or ninth pick you have like a 14 percent chance to yeah, win it's the lottery. Much so it's a, higher. yeah it's much higher now so no matter what happens i mean I, people are going to be paying attention to the lottery no matter what and into to the lottery talents so a uh, question I have for you: Everybody knows who Zion Williamson is, and RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish, and a bunch of these other guys that are toward the top of the board. But is who there is a somebody in
1: there, or a Nasir, Nasir, Nasir Little, Nasir Little? Little UNC, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, who is the, a guy that's like not in the top five, maybe the twelfth best player, fifteenth best player right now? Who that you're really high on that may end up being like a Mikael Bridges late riser? Okay, I got a guy. Top.
2: I'm actually doing a profile on this guy: is DeAndre Hunter at UVA. Yeah. So okay. he was a sixth man of the year last year in the ACC. He didn't want really to show what he could do because UVA, UVA runs the slowest pace in the country out yep. of 51 teams. So he, awesome. he, they don't, he never got the ball. He didn't know what he could do. He got hurt at the end of the season. I talked to a lot of NBA people. They all told me if Hunter's playing in that game, they're not losing to UMBC. Hmm. So DeAndre Hunter is 6'8", 225. He can guard four or five positions. Decent three-point shooter. Very smart player. Good, probably B-plus athlete. Thick NBA frame. Very smart player. I think he's going to have a big year. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite players in this draft.
0: Is he like a, a a wing or more of like a big? He's
2: a wing. He's like he's like he's a 6'8",
0: 225.
2: I mean, he's, a, he's a big wing. Like he's guarding Marvin Bagley last year, but he can also guard Lonnie Walker. I mean, he's a very versatile. I really like this guy. i talked heard to a him. lot about him. He's a really nice kid. Like You'd love him if he came over here. He's
1: a really nice kid. You sound like such an old
2: yeah. man. I'm an old man. I'm in <laughs> my 30s now. He's 20. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, is it going to be like most drafts where – the top ten is just one-and-done guys. And then your Gafford starts lining up. Your DeAndre Hunter, your Carson Edwards start about I mean, 10. there's not
2: much excitement this year after those Duke guys. Like, f- right, I mean, we'll see. It's so, we don't know right now. Mm. There's, a, there's a couple international guys this year. Siku Dombaya. Um, it's a lot more open this year than it usually is. He's playing oh, in the French League, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's only like the Duke guys and like Nasir Little. After, after that, it's really open there. Well, then right Jonte
1: now. Porter, I know you really liked him I liked last him, year. Yeah. It's like a sophomore draft to me. Like I feel like there's going to be like... Gafford, Tate Porter. Is Carson Edwards a junior? I forget. I love I'm, Carson Edwards. He's by a little the way. guy. But yeah, I wanted him good. to come out last year and just be like, go undrafted and let's sign. Let's get that guy. It sounds like the student council president. I mean, he kind of is, yeah. <laughs> but he's, dude, he's like, uh, I don't know. I watch him and I see like Berea levels of driving people crazy, but then he'll just like, jump up and tomahawk the ball <laughs> he's like maybe six foot tall
2: he's May- yeah he's not even that he's, five, he's, a, he's a jumper 10.
1: big athlete dude he is a tank for a little dude where's he, he play i, I I've, I've never heard of him purdue uh is carson edwards uh daniel gafford is arkansas deandre hunter is uva and then jonte porter is, Missouri. Yeah, gafford, he porter
2: he is the younger brother of michael porter yeah. jr and he he falls yep.
1: under um this weird draft thing we do now where if you're a little chubby you get knocked down the board and i'm like Go get the fat guy. I can make him lose weight. Totally,
2: I've always been absolutely <laughs> right on that. You Go can get make Draymond.
1: You can make bigger guys
0: lose weight, and guess what? You have to make skinny guys gain weight too. Exactly. So that's, it's that's more difficult all the same. to me. Yeah,
2: I think too. One thing, like right now, I'm looking at the 2018 draft. No one's talking about Trey Young at this point. Last year, this yeah. stuff changes a Very lot true. over the season. So we'll we'll just. I mean, it's always fun. The draft is fun. It always changes every year. SGA was not being talked about till like March, and he went number mm-hmm. 11. So. We are talking about Robinson Knox was, all year. I mean, no one was paying no attention. No one talking about to, Knox at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right now, it's just so early to say. It's just There's no way to know. People always say, oh, this draft class is weak. No one really knows. Like, who knows? we yeah, I watch like, the games.
1: I like the older dudes. Maybe it's just because I've seen them already, and I haven't seen RJ Barrett or Zion or um, Nasir Little, but... Like I don't know why Gafford didn't come out. I don't know why Jonte didn't come out. I don't know why Carson Edwards. I think didn't they come
2: got out. scared of all the bigs because it was really? a big heavy draft. That's that my sense. suspicion.
1: Yeah,
0: just so like the year before it was a guard heavy draft.
1: Yeah,
2: the uh, the new.
1: Are you up on the new G League rule?
2: I heard about. It. I don't know much about it.
1: So basically, guys that would have gone to college and would have been one and done type dudes that are just you know clearly this is I'm going for a career in basketball. This is not a me going to get a degree type thing. They're going to offer those type of dudes contract to play in the G League. Yeah, 125K. 125K. I think that the overall ins and outs of it doesn't interest me that much. I don't think any of the great players are going to do it because they're going to say... I'd rather either go to college for one year and just have fun
2: or. Well, because here's the thing, though. So I was, I was working on a story on the guy, Darius Baisley. And yeah. he, he ended up not even doing it. Yeah, and he's just sitting out, right? Everyone I talked to is like, it's, it's tough, man. G League mm-hmm. is a tough, it's a man's league. It's ruthless. Yeah. Everyone's fighting for their jobs. Uh-huh. No one's looking out for you. I mean, I don't think, from what I understand, he did not get, get much positive feedback from the, from the NBA teams. They were just like, don't even do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but to me, it feels more of like a prereq to, okay, the age rule is going to change pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what, it's it's step one of like a four-step thing of in a couple of years, 2021, they're going, okay, if you're 18 or 19 by the time you're, what is it, like September
2: or something like that? Is that the rule? I don't even. That's what it trying. used
1: to be. Um then you can come straight into the league. And there's
2: guys now, I, mean, I, I, I want to watch in the G League, as Anthony Simons. Yeah. So he was a fifth-year IMG, IMG guy. He took this loophole where he went to a prep school for a year. Then he went pro after playing basically high school basketball, got drafted by the Blazers at 24. Maybe he's good. Like I don't know. no idea. I'm curious to see how that turns out.
1: Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson stood out all of last Stead year. out all last after year. After Western Kentucky. Yeah.
2: And That's another guy crazy. like that, Mitchell Robinson and Billy Preston, he was uh-huh. caught up in the uh, in the whole... NCAA thing. He okay. played in Bosnia and he went get undrafted. Now he's in Cleveland.
0: Well, PJ yeah. Harrison kind of did that too. I mean, although he played in college, but yeah. he did yeah. the, the G League. He, went to the, he was in Dallas. Yeah, he, he played the for the Legends. Legends so. Yeah. Played yeah. pretty well. He had a couple 40 point games too mm. against the RGV Vipers back <laughs> when Troy you know. Daniels and Robert Covington were in the G League.
2: Bobby's deep cuts right here. Dude, really? those are the, the, the deep cut yeah. Segment yeah. Of this Those podcast. Are, Troy Daniels B-sides. and Robert Covington
0: on the same G League team, they got up threes.
1: They shot so many. They're in the league now. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. IMG Academy is something that always interests me. People that go around the country like uh, my buddy Mike Pellucci. He loves talking about Oh, IMG. yeah, he's in Dallas now. I had yeah, lunch yeah. The other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another, another humble brag, John. Yeah. <laughs> did you have lunch with him or did he have lunch with you? Uh, IMG always interests me. And I haven't seen – I didn't realize uh, Simons just went there fifth yeah. year. Well,
2: Isaac did it too, but then he went to Florida State. But he yeah. was thinking about doing it.
1: Dwight Powell went there. Oh, IMG. he did. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's because he's from
0: Toronto, so I, I guess he just wanted to go to America. All the Canadian
2: guys kind of go south. Yeah. Yeah. And there
1: was a... Like birds for the winter.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> there, was a, there was a running back from Denton Geyer that literally just checked out. He was like Noah Cain's his name. And And yeah. uh, he was started for Denton Geyer, rushed for like 1,200 yards. Next year, sophomore year, like 1,500 that summer.
2: Mom's sending you to IMG, my guy. How'd it work out for him? Is he, is he there now? He's good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's
1: still good, but I mean, he's like, you know, it's the best of the best of the best across the country from high school. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's number one in the depth chart or whatever, but he'll be, he'll be drafted.
2: Uh, Where's he going to college? Does he know yet?
1: I don't know yet. End of the mic, John, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so we do have to go to practice here in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, John, are there any uh, takes, hot takes, or self-promotion? What do you like think of the, the Lakers? Lakers? I'm worried about
2: them, man. I'm worried about them. Like, no I shooting. feel like I feel like they don't shoot threes. They don't play defense. I, the guy I want lot of skills without shooting threes. That's yeah. tough. It's early though. I mean, we say the same
0: thing about the Cavs every year that LeBron was there. They don't play defense. They don't play defense. Those Cavs shot threes though. Yeah, they, they shot did. A lot of threes. They did. They did make a lot of threes. Yeah, but they, they scored. The Lakers scored what 118
1: points last I mean, that's night. That's the thing though. Like and they, they made gave seven up. threes.
2: That's the thing. It's like that's a tough way to live your life. I mean, they yeah. could do it. They're skilled enough to do it, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Well, their
1: pace was almost 120 for most of that game. Yeah, it was crazy. It was that, was, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that was so much fun to watch the it first was five fun. minutes. It was fun to watch. It was dunk. It was Dame dunk. JaVale McGee dunk. Dame dunk. Two times LeBron. Like, it was insane, Yeah, dude. basically
2: Portland, they had Hank Nark out, and they put Collins in That kind of slowed it down. Yeah. He had six blocks. Zach Collins. The guy, Collins-Hive. Yeah, I feel like, okay, so, uh,
0: you know, everyone loves Luka and Aiden, but, man, I feel like that Dennis draft is just going to be, like... That draft is stacked, dude. Yeah, like, There's so insane. many good players Like, every draft. player in the top ten pretty much has hit so far. Yeah. Fultz is kind of the big mystery, but even he's He's and uh, is, even Malik
2: yeah. Monk had a big game opening night. I mean, it's yeah. a, that draft is ridiculous. Yeah, the
0: draft is crazy. That draft is crazy. It'll be a where where you win kind of thing. Um, okay, yeah. John, where can people find you uh, on the internet? Obviously, you don't go there, but where can they find you? Ringer The ringer.com. The big
2: thing is we're starting this podcast, me, Kevin O'Connor, Danny, Chai every Friday, the corner three. So check that out. Can you subscribe on what? It's on iTunes, the Ringer everywhere? NBA show. It's part under that umbrella. Okay. So we do a Ringer NBA show. I'm not on it, but every day there's one podcast generally.
0: Mm. Okay. You can always find John's work at theringer.com. Great website. You can find uh, his ghost on Twitter at Jonathan Charks. Yeah. Uh, Machine, what do you got?
1: Chark Attack. Uh, nothing. Just rate and review the podcast. Um, Saturday is the home opener. So tomorrow, Party in the Plaza at 5 if you want to be out there and have some is fun, it, is it going to be cold? What's no, the weather's supposed tomorrow? to be really nice tomorrow. Oh, that's nice, It's um, clearing up. So it's a big blowout party, 5 p.m. on the plaza. Uh, come hang out with us, and then home opener against the T Wolves, and see how we do uh, in that. But um,
2: yeah, will Bob be selling autographs on Saturday? No, nah, I don't think anyone wants we? to meet me. That that is not true. We all <laughs> know that's not true. <laughs> no, the thing I'm we'll happy be is offering <laughs> autographs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm paying people to let them sign my yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mavs basketball Saturday 7:30, Monday 7:30. Mm-hmm. It's the Chicago Bulls, so hopefully it'll be two wins for the Mavs. Uh, right this ship or whatever the we are in it now, man. I
1: couldn't tell you until about 30 minutes ago what day it was today. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm already <laughs> in that.
0: I'm already in that phase of my life. Is like it's crazy. Uh, and then big week next week for the Mavs, you got the Bulls, you got the Hawks, Trey Young, and then oh, you got... Uh, yeah, you're going, going national going TV? ESPN? Yeah, yeah, ESPN. Yeah. And oh, then nice. you're going to Toronto to take on uh, Kawhi Leonard and those guys. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun week of basketball. Uh, John, thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Read everything that John writes. It's always good. Listen to everything that John yeah. says. It's always outlandish.
2: Thanks for having me uh, on. I got some snacks out of it. It was yeah, pretty Oh, great. absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Continue being best, man. Nothing but best. <laughs>